It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast on a Monday. I'm James Erpine. Great to have you in. If you're new to the podcast, simple. I work for ESPN 1530 and 700 WLW in Cincinnati, and we talk Reds baseball every single day right here, every single weekday, that is, on the Locked On Reds podcast. On Twitter, at James Erpine, at Locked On Reds. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on We're Getting Places. We're on Stitcher as well. So we're getting there. Stitcher as well, and uh, we'll be on some other platforms. Let me know if you find us, because I've submitted us. We're submitted for Google Play, Stitcher, and a couple others. Someone let me know we were finally up on Stitcher. But it's one of those things that takes a process. This is only our 15th episode. So 15 episodes in so far, you guys have been wonderful. You guys have been wonderful listening. Your feedback has been great. The The reviews on iTunes have been tremendous. Go rate us, by the way. Five stars on iTunes. That would be really, really nice of you. And uh, make sure you check out LockedOnReds.com because we're, we're growing. We've, I've added a couple riders, and we're getting into the point now where uh, we're, we're about to hit the ground running. The goal was to get the podcast, get the website up in full swing for opening day to where we could have regular coverage on both. And the podcast will be daily and uh, our coverage at LockedOnReds.com. Getting better and better by the second. If you ask me, go see it for yourself, LockedOnReds.com. I want to start today in, in, with two injuries. And, and it's really interesting, and thank you to those who were patient. On Friday, both Locked On Bengals and Locked On Reds, I host both podcasts. I, I recorded both, and usually I record both back-to-back. And if I can, depending on guest situations and stuff like that, and then upload them. And they wouldn't upload. And they were having an issue, so I was like, oh, well, maybe it's my work computer. So I tried my laptop. It wasn't that, and I went to my house. And apparently there was an issue network-wide with all of the, the, the podcasts, and we've gotten that fixed. It took a little longer than I thought it would. I got to it, and I uploaded them Sunday. So there was a Sunday podcast. It's really from Friday. But it was a rant, and, and thank you again for your patience and listening to it and it, the good news is is it gave you something to listen to on your ride into work this morning on a Monday. But to me, it was simple on Friday, and it, it's simple yesterday, and it's even more simple today. On Friday, I said the Reds should consider going after a Jake Arrieta, Alex Cobb-Lanslin, a veteran starting proven commodity pitcher. And since then, Jake Arrieta signed with the Philadelphia Phillies. But... The other two guys are still there. And the reason I said that is I I said, look, we don't know what's going to happen with these young guys. There are so many question marks. And everyone's like, well, look at the plethora of pitchers. You need to embrace the rebuild and yada, 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 yada. One guy doesn't change that. Here's what I want from one Reds pitcher. An answer. Know what I'm getting. 30 30 outings, a bunch of innings. Like, that's what I want, 150-plus innings. That's what I want. Maybe 200 innings. And if you can get one of those guys on the relatively cheap for a one-year deal, I threw out one-year 10, one-year 15 million. If you could do that, that's not going to hurt the rebuild. That's not going to hurt anything. And, And the reason I say that is, case in point, what happened yesterday. Anthony DiSclefani, oblique strain. 
expected go, expected to go on the DL. So now Di Scalfani is going to go on the disabled list. The Reds, who were expecting him to be part of the rotation, now who knows? Now who knows when he's healthy and ready to go? Who knows what he could contribute this year? He had one last year, bothered him. The other guy goes down, injured. Apparently it's just a knot, according to Brandon Finnegan, underneath his bicep, which uh, means he's going to rest for a couple days, and we'll see from there. But Brandon Finnegan goes down, injury, has to leave the game. Oh, wait. So now how great is the red starting staff? Now how interesting is it? What happens if Bailey goes down? It's not like it hasn't happened before. To me, you can never have enough starting pitchers. And the idea that adding a veteran arm that's proven, that's been a really, really good player like a Lance Lynn or Alex Scott, anyone like that, will hurt your rebuild is hogwash. And I don't want to feed you guys that info. I don't want to feed my listeners that information. I don't want to say that because it's the silliest thing I think I've ever heard. Because the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I think, well, naturally, the Reds, who have a bunch of question marks across the board, should consider a proven commodity, especially if it's coming at a discounted rate. Because I get it. This is the year. This is the set the table year. This is the year where they're going to set the table for maybe their future, maybe 2019. Are they going to contend for the playoffs? But with that being said, Doing something like adding a proven veteran commodity doesn't hurt them. It doesn't hurt what they're going to do, what they're going to be, regardless. Anthony DeScafani, if he was going to be a good starting pitcher in the big leagues, think Alex Cobb's going to hurt that? You think if Homer Bailey is going to stay healthy and have a resurgence, that Lance Lynn would be the reason why he wouldn't? You think if Luis Castillo is going to continue to be the ace that it looked like he could potentially be last season, if that run is going to continue, that adding a proven commodity as a starting pitcher is going to hurt that? When we frame it that way and stop acting like this is another throwaway year, another year where we're just throwing it away, because I I don't think that. When I say set the table, I don't mean throw it away. I mean try to win. I think you could try to win, find out what you have, and still look at potentially signing a veteran starter disco goes down what are we doing now 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 we're looking about at tyler malley who's pitched well so far in the spring relatively well okay what if he goes down and you're gonna say well james yeah but injuries happen all the time in short they absolutely do but when you don't have any proven commodities none zero i don't think the reds have are going to have a starter that's proven because Homer Bailey, he's the proven one, right? Except he hasn't been able to stay healthy for you for years. So there isn't. There's all questions, no answers. What is the harm in bringing a guy that has answers that can give you an answer, and it's a good one? I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. Make sure you check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, soon to be Google Play, and LockedOnReds.com. And I have no reason to believe the the Reds haven't gone after. One of these these guys. Seriously, I, I have no doubt in my mind that, that Dick Williams has probably surveyed the landscape of starting pitchers. But as they continue to hang out there, does the price go down a little? And with this injury to Anthony DiScafani, 
with this potential injury issue with Brandon Finnegan, knowing the question marks, does that change things as well? I think it should. I think it should. I'm all aboard adding talent, especially if you can do it. And I'm not saying a five-year deal. Obviously, Jake Arrieta is the biggest name of the three, and he got a really nice deal from the Phillies. But what if you could get one for one million, or you know, one year, fifteen million player option for year two, or team option for year two? For that, and that's the interesting part. I would, if I'm the Reds, try to go the player option route. Oh, Alex Cobb. You know what? We're going to give you one year, fifteen. Second year is a team option if you're open to it, twenty-five million. And then he has the incentive. One, he has the incentive to pitch his his tail off, right? The other thing is, is if the rebuild, if the answers to the questions that we're looking to get this year are good, then maybe it's worth keeping Cobb around. Maybe you feel like you're closer than you were, and you're taking advantage of a market that is down this year that might not be down next year. Let's face it. It might not be down. And if it's not... Who knows? I mean, who knows? But uh, here we go. Here we go. Let's hear from Brian Price. I have three different things, uh, different cuts, as we call them, from Brian Price. Here's the first one. Here's Brian Price on Anthony DiScafani's oblique strain. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, looks like he has a, a strained oblique in a different spot than uh, where he had uh, the same issue in 2016, uh, which will uh eliminate his ability to continue to throw until the injury itself has healed and he can get back to baseball activity. So there's no timeline for it right now. No timeline. That's scary. I, I don't know what you can expect out of Discofani the rest of the season. And that's the thing is, is now who knows half the year he's going on the disabled list, uh, part of the year. And then the other thing is Brandon Finnegan. Uh, one thing Brian Price did say is that the Discofani injury could be a blessing in disguise. <laughs> Here's the Reds manager. Yeah, you know what? The one thing that 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 uh, that is uh, always a blessing is when minor league games start because it gives us the opportunity to push a couple of the young guys uh, or the couple of the starters down uh, to the minor leagues to throw where we continue to can, or can continue to allow those in competition for the rotation to pitch in the Cactus League games. And to me, if I'm Brian Price, I- I'm all aboard. The hey, can you guys get me some some kind of proven talent? Because right now I'm shuffling between injured guys and young guys and Luis Castillo, can he be our ace and what are we going to do? And it's shuffling and I'm kind of managing for my job here, fellas. Is that a possibility? Here's Brian Price, by the way, on the rotation and how it's really not settled yet. So we can get Castillo down to make a start or maybe Homer. And, and, and if they're in the minor leagues pitching there, that creates an opportunity in the Cactus League game for someone else to go out there and make that start and continue to compete for spots. So the competition will certainly go a little bit longer, but we are going to have to shore up our plans for the season. They got to, and so do pitchers. And that's why I'm not going to go heavy on this the rest of the week, but that's why I think, honestly, they should consider it. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Look, one guy down, others are going to get injured. Look at it. That's the thing is, is everyone says, oh, you have depth. Take three guys away. How deep are you? If all five guys expected to be in the starting rotation had question marks, now what are we talking about? That's how I look at it with the Reds starting pitching. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Reds podcast. We'll get the Chad Dotson this week. Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. 
And I just want to let you know, thank you. Thank you for listening. If you missed uh, yesterday's show, which was really Friday's show, recorded on Friday, we were just able to post it yesterday. Check that out as well. LockedOnReds.com on Twitter. At James Rapine, at LockedOnReds. Until tomorrow, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Reds podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 